Hey everybody, it's Nigel Jenkins of Laughing Heart Music and LHM Records, and today my guest is Matthew Barrett. Matt is the manager of the Lawrence O'Brien Arts Center in Happy Valley Goose Bay and is a member of the Silver Wolf Band. We had a great chat about working and touring in Labrador, performing at contact style showcase events like Contact East, and the most important grant programs to be aware of if you're an artist or industry professional getting started in Newfoundland and Labrador. Thank you as always to Music NL, the province of NL and ACOA for sponsoring this video series. And I hope you enjoy the chat. All right, so we're recording. Matt, cool. you're in Happy Valley Goose Bay. Yeah, yeah. And it's the yeah. scorcher up there today, you said. Yeah, we're, uh, I think the last time I looked it was 32. It was supposed to be, feel like 36 or something today. So Does it uh, get that hot in Labrador in the summer? Usually? Yeah, it's, it does, yeah, it's crazy. We get, uh, I mean, last couple of years, not so much, but uh, like I grew up here. And yeah, we always had really hot summer, short, but really hot. Uh, we were kind of joking about that earlier, myself and my wife there. I think Goose Bay gets like uh, from sea, from winter to summer is something like an 80 degree variance from, you know, <laughs> big swing <laughs> yeah. from like minus 40 or 50 to plus 30 or 40. Yeah. Know? Oh, I think I would have mentioned last time we chatted, but I, I was born in Goose Bay and yeah, uh, yeah, that's great. mom loves to talk about how it was minus 40 or minus 50 with the wind chill on the day I was yeah. born in January. So I think, uh, I mean, I... I've been running hot, I think, since then everywhere else. Cause <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. When's yeah. your uh, When's your birthday in January? I was born in January as well. January eighth. Okay, I'm twelfth. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I'm, I'm same day as Elvis. Do you have any? Uh, I don't know. Not celebrities that, you share with? I I don't know. You never know. But my uh, my wife is the tenth, and my son is the thirteenth. So we oh have wow three birthdays right right together. Yeah, that that makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it something. <laughs> I always felt a little bad uh, after Christmas time because it felt like I kind of got double Christmas with a birthday right afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always felt like I got uh, kind of got left uh, forgotten about on my birthday because oh. it was like, ah, you just said Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you need now? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so tell me, Matt, what's it like working in the music industry up in Labrador? You're you're an artist. You're in the Silver Wolf Band. You work at the Lawrence O'Brien Center. Um, I know you've lived up in that part of the province for a little while, but have spent mm -hmm. some time on the island portion here in Newfoundland as well. What's what's it like being yeah. being up in Labrador and working in the music biz? Uh, it's good. I mean, I I love it up here. It's uh, the lifestyle is great, and uh, it's really a community feel. I think with the music industry and the arts in in general. But uh, yeah, I I don't know like how specific you want me to get into anything, but no, it's well, it. What's that? I was going to say dive right in, man, like as much as yeah. you want to yeah, get into. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's good. It's different. It, it has its challenges for sure, but it has its perks, I guess, too. I Part of like working at the Lawrence O'Brien Center for me, it's uh, I kind of feel like no matter where you are, it's great to bring great art to people, no matter their location, you know, and, and I think that's a big part of what I enjoy about that for myself, just seeing these great acts come through and people... And, and sometimes you get that people go to a show and the way you set it up, whether it's the, the atmosphere of the evening or, the, you know, everything's a little different depending on the show. 
But yeah, and you'll have people come out, and it's like you know we could have been that could have been in New York City tonight, or, right? You know, those sorts of kinds. So we really try to create. It doesn't matter where you are, but great art can happen anywhere, and I think that's kind of happening up here too in some ways. So it's pretty yes. neat to see that. Yeah. Can you clarify for me? Is the Lawrence O'Brien Center is it an arts and culture center or affiliated with the arts and culture centers in the province? Uh, no, it's not. So it's a it's basically a community run theater. Right. Uh, the, so there is an arts and culture center in Lab City, which is about six right. hours from us. But uh, basically, we do collaborate with them on on certain shows and events. Like if they're bringing up a tour, sometimes we'll kind of jump on on that tour as well. But uh, no, we're totally separate. We have we do get some funding from the provincial government, but we're not government employees or anything. Right, right, right. We're a not for profit organization, and uh, yeah, run a lot by volunteers and community members and community sponsors and this sort of thing. And we do a lot of our programming through uh, Atlantic Presenters Association. So a lot of right the on. tours, yeah, a lot of tours we get might uh, might go to Halifax and then come to us and not go to any of the arts and culture centers or vice versa. They might have tours right. in the arts and culture centers and don't come, come to us, but we do also share tours at times, you know, so it's kind uh, of yeah. a mix of things. I believe that's where we first met. It was a contact East a year or two or three back. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Of course. Um, so when you're at an event like contact East, what are you looking for uh, in an act that you might be interested in bringing up to the theater? Do they have to be really well known nationally to draw uh, where you are or or can it just be an interesting act great live show what what are some of the, the characteristics yeah. you're looking for uh well it's a number of things uh <clears throat> i find labrador is kind of and maybe newfoundland the same way i don't know but i find we're kind of an in, interesting bubble here that uh mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you probably know what i mean yeah there's some acts that i see or that i know in in the maritimes or in atlanta canada i'm like oh they're gonna do so well here and you, you bring them like nobody has a clue who they are right but it's, yeah. it's we're so disconnected in ways i guess that people don't know some of those groups that are really touring atlantic canada and big in other parts of the the region right but uh so we don't necessarily look at who's gonna draw we do for some things it's kind of a balancing act i guess uh some shows you bring in you know you're not going to get a big crowd but uh we're we're kind of the only venue of this sort in uh, in quite a large area like there's a small yeah. theater in Churchill Falls, which is three hour drive from us. And then the next one is Lab City, which is six to seven hours drive. So yeah. basically the population here has one uh, soft seater venue, which right. is the Lawrence Center. So we tried to really do a multidisciplinary uh, season, which includes, we try to hit a little bit of contemporary dance, a little bit of classical music, a little bit of uh, folk, a little bit of, uh, theater you know what I mean so we try to have something for everyone and, and it kind of goes back to the idea that even though you're in a small town and in that's quite isolated you should still be able to go see a contemporary dance piece if that's what you're into you know so uh, and so some shows like that we know like I said you're not gonna make a lot on or you're gonna lose basically <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah but but it's not about that I guess but you kind of there's other ones and other rentals that make up for that, right? So you kind of balance one with the other. So, uh, yeah, we just basically multidisciplinary and we look for something. Uh, we look for great art in any form, I suppose. And something that it's great if it can connect to the community in a bigger way than just the show, I suppose. Like 
we we often try to get acts that can do some outreach and and maybe something that workshops that yeah, kind of sure. stuff yeah 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 a lot of school stuff or community stuff and and if it can connect to Labrador in a way other than you know what I mean maybe I'm not sure of an example off the top of my head but there's some acts you've seen like okay I think this group in Labrador would really connect with that or or whatever right. that might go right so we do a lot of that kind of stuff too and uh, so yeah, we kind of try to get package deals like that if we can. Someone that can come up for a few days and do some workshops. And, and yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, outside of music, what do you find? Are, is there a certain uh, type of art that or performance or uh, discipline that draws best at the theater? Uh, yeah, Goose Bay really seems to like. Well, you, when it goes to music, country music and, and Celtic, you know, the standard, I suppose. But sure. Uh, Outside of that, yeah, I think theater is like, uh, especially dinner theaters and that sort of thing do well. Like, Interesting. We, yeah, we, we kind of, uh, over the last few years and with Mokumi players here as well, have kind of worked together and we've done a number of uh, our own local productions of dinner theaters and that as fundraisers for the theater or for Mokumi players and different groups. And uh, they usually go off very well like uh we'll if we do a dinner theater we'll sell out four or five nights no problem and uh yeah so people really like theater and classical music is kind of steadied out at about 25 to 30 audience members <laughs> no matter what we bring and how we do it yeah but, uh, it seems like dance over the last couple of years has been slowly growing our audience has been slowly growing for that interesting not, yeah it, and and i don't know if I'm not sure why, but we, we try to do a lot of workshops with dance groups when they come in. So I don't, I, maybe that's helping, but I'm, I'm not sure. We, we try a bit of everything. <laughs> but, that's a, uh, yeah. That's something I wish I had have, uh, tried more or learned more uh, growing up as dance. That would have been useful later in life. Yeah. Through yeah, the courtship process. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny, I'll go on these, uh, uh, go out to dance, uh, I can't remember what it was called now. Dance, a week of dance in Montreal, parkour dance or different things, these different dance uh, things. So, something like Contact East, but for dance. And, okay. Uh, people will, uh, local people will kind of show, oh, you must be good at getting good at dancing now. And this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it in, of course, not, to, <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, dancing. That's, a, that's like me. I enjoy the experience of spectating. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, uh, I mentioned, uh, in addition to your work at the Lawrence O'Brien Center, you're also an artist in a band called the Silver Wolf Band. Can you talk a little bit about how, how that group formed and sort of what you're up to now? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we go way back. We're Jamie and I, anyway, the, the lead singer in the, in the band and songwriter. Uh, we've been playing together since, two of us anyway, since probably junior high uh, up through high school. So it's been a long relationship. Uh, and so we early on we kind of we did a bit of recording and touring back in 2009 2010 somewhere around there uh i just finished university and jamie was living in pei so and jamie's brothers in the band as well we all moved to uh pei uh charlottetown big city for us <laughs> charlottetown's a great city <laughs> yeah no, i love it there yeah so we, we spent about a year there and uh we played around and we recorded out there and uh, well, we, we got nominated for a few music PEI things and uh, it was good, but I mean, we all had day jobs, so we'd play a gig in Halifax or something and drive home and go right to work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. 
it was crazy, but it was fun. And, uh, yeah, we did that for a while. And then we – life kind of happened and uh, wives and jobs and whatever mix of things, we kind of went separate ways. And uh, we took uh, probably five or six, maybe six or seven-year hiatus. We didn't really – we thought that was the end of the band. And magically, we all ended up back in Goose Bay where we grew up together. <laughs> we were here for a while hanging out, and, and all of a sudden it was like, boys, why aren't we playing? Like, what the hell are we doing? yeah and we just started playing so we released an album a couple of years ago and it was kind of it was good but we were just kind of getting our our legs back we were kind of figuring finding our way again so i feel like that was kind of a test the waters sort of thing and uh now we're we're about to release our i guess second full-length album but our third we had an ep back in pei so it'll be our third album uh, <coughs> which is coming out on the 14th of this month yeah nice and what was the most recent single, Labrador Woman? Woman of Labrador? Woman of Labrador, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Cochran did the, did the video for that. And uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's basically, we, we didn't really plan it this way, but it worked out with COVID. We, before COVID hit and everything, we kind of put the call out to Labradorians to send us footage of, of uh, women in their lives from Labrador, so Labradorian women. And we got a ton of great footage of pictures and videos of, labrador women and uh, he compiled this in a in a video for us and it's just uh it's beautiful all these beautiful women of labrador young and old and uh yeah first time i saw it uh <laughs> we didn't have a clue and a couple day, day or two before it came out I, he sent it to us and uh, i watched it and my wife and kids were there and and i just, i couldn't even talk i just got choked up just seeing all these <laughs> women and the way it was put together and uh my wife said, what's wrong with this? Oh, I said, it's the heat. The summer, the heat got me. <laughs> it was really, really hot that day. But yeah. Anyway, Tom is amazing. I'm sure you know all about uh, Tom. Or you interviewed him. I saw yeah, him. I did, uh, did an interview with him as part of this, and he's going to help. I'm doing, uh, got a chat coming up with, do you know uh, Andrew O'Brien and Catherine Allen, Fortunate Ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to sit down with them at uh, Hue and Draw, a new hotel here in Cornerbrook, and do like an oh, in-person okay socially distanced chat this weekend nice. cool, yeah. yeah 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 Catherine um was one of my childhood friends we played in a a, a pseudo band called west coast jammers growing up uh, okay. 10th grade or 11th grade with another friend zach robson yeah awesome anyway yeah i could i could still remember the first time i heard Catherine sing she made us turn around uh, and turn the lights off in the basement because she was too shy to sing in front of us. Now she's oh my God. <laughs> touring the world. <laughs> yeah. Her and Andrew. <laughs> too funny, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so you, you grew up in Cornwall, is that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So uh, we moved here in 2001. Um, yeah. Dad was in the military for 20 years. So oh, okay. after he retired from his last position in Gander, we moved yeah. here. But okay. it was a bit of, bit of growing up everywhere. Yeah. So born, yeah. In, born in Happy Valley, Goose Bay right um then we moved to nova scotia then to germany then ottawa then winnipeg uh yeah. then gander and then here to cornerbrook west coast crazy yeah yeah well yeah a lot yeah, of my, go a lot of going <laughs> yeah 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 my wife's from cornerbrook and uh my my mom's side's from stephenville so we spend a bit of time on the west coast as well yeah it's nice yeah it's a, it's a beautiful part of the island yeah for sure yeah yeah, so I mean, in terms of um, artists who might be interested in touring through Labrador, performing, 
up there with you. Any like any tips or anything you've seen uh, that has worked really well for musicians when they've they've come up there for for live dates? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's a, a number of different tips. Uh, Labrador is not an easy place to get to or to tour. Obviously, yeah. um, you know, anyone that we bring in at the theater we've got to bring in for a couple nights just the way flights work and all that. And the co I guess the costs are prohibitive to get up here to, to, uh, to tour, but I, I would still not discourage people from trying it and doing it. Uh, basically, I mean, Labrador is a pretty friendly place, I guess. And it's very community driven, not just Goose Bay, but all of Labrador. I feel like we played around, we played on the North coast a bit and stuff. And yeah, if you're willing to, be part of stuff and take part like you'll really fit in in the communities and people will really uh take you on to, to be part of it all you know uh so i don't know just to be open and uh to not to go there just to perform but take it all in and, and become part of the community while you're there i guess but in terms of getting up here and doing stuff like for sure yeah i mean if anyone is interested at all like i'd be you know reach out to me no problem there's a couple decent bars in town in goose bay that have live shows regularly i guess the other thing too is like if if you're new here and haven't toured or played here uh you know the numbers are sometimes low uh in terms of audience but yeah. the population is low up here too but uh, usually the audience is very appreciative even right. though it, whether it's small or not but so i guess don't let that discourage you i think if you were to come up here and come again it would slowly grow uh but other than that, I mean, obviously getting up here, I think uh, funding would be a big part of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's obviously some different travel funding out there. Uh, yeah, so get good at the uh, grant <laughs> applications. <laughs> That's good advice for anybody trying to do anything in the music business is yeah. get good at grant applications. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about, you mentioned there's, you know, it sounds like there's three-ish soft seat theaters throughout the that part of the province. Is there like a house concert network or, or anything like that up there too? There, smaller not venues? That, not that I know of a, a house concert or small venue type of thing, no. But uh, there are a couple festivals that happen up around that are quite good. Uh, and generally, they... Traditionally, as far as I know, they've, they've kind of relied more on Labrador musicians, but not to say that if you were coming up through and doing stuff, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't take part or, or get you on board either. Uh, so we, yeah, we played last summer in, uh, no, not last summer, last March, sorry, in Makovic. Makovic has a little festival called Makovic Jamboree, mm -hmm. which is uh, a great little time. They have in the community hall there and they have different local people playing and they usually bring in a band or artist from goose bay or one of the bigger spots in labrador and yeah it's just a great time there in mcovic and uh yeah to go to those places to experience the north coast like you're basically there's no roads in or out you're isolated but it's totally gorgeous you know what i mean it's yeah. an experience probably like none other so just to go for something like that is totally worth it and then uh another good one we we played at was uh Rigolet salmon festival so they have we joked, yeah, we're playing Salmon Fest, but uh, yeah, <laughs> La La Labrador Salmon Fest anyway. But uh, yeah, so in Rigolet, which is another town a little north of here, a little east of where we are in north, so there's also no roads in or out. But uh, yeah, they have a, a summer festival, and, and it's uh, usually a lot of these events, you'll, you'll the, the ones I've gone to anyway on the coast festivals I've played, they'll get you to play like a community show during the day, and then 
they'll have like a BYOB uh, alcohol event in the evening. Nice. And so there's no bar necessarily at the event, but everyone brings their own beer in, in a bag yeah. as they come. And it's just a real old fashioned dance basically. And, and it's great. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, I remember when we were in Rigolet, they, they loved to dance, but the lights had to be like completely off, and then the dance floor would fill. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wanted to be seen dancing. <laughs> That's the movie, yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, it's tough with that. And I know sometimes, depending on the group, like Nunatsiavut government on the north coast has brought in some groups if it's someone of interest. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's a number of different ways, and we've partnered with them on some stuff like the Lawrence O'Brien Center and bringing groups up. Uh, but yeah, workshops I think is huge too. If you're willing to work and do stuff in the community, that that would certainly help. Yeah, uh, I think I think and did I mean you you have lots of experience working with the APA and doing the contactee stuff. Yeah. I feel like in that world, that's kind of true generally, isn't it? Like if you've got yeah. an educational offering or a workshop offering yeah. as an artist showcasing at one of these contact style events, the that can really help to sell the whole package of what you're doing. Definitely, yeah, 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 for sure. And uh, the, so the other, Churchill Falls, not Lab City, the other soft seater there, Churchill Falls is kind of like a company town because uh, that's the, the hydro project there, right? Yeah. And so everyone there works for Nalcor and everything there is owned by Nalcor and uh, the theater included. But sometimes they will buy a show if it's something they want that's passing through here or Lab City. It's like, oh, yeah, we're interested in that too. We'll, we'll have it come here you know so there's right. they will from time to time if it's something they want bring in a show as well so there's not a lot of options here for touring but there are some and south coast has a couple of festivals in the summer too uh here in or just outside goose bay northwest river beach festival has been going on for 30 something years and it's a, like a couple day music festival and it's uh i don't they every now and again they'll bring in acts not a lot but uh They've got a lot of potential because they're located in such a beautiful area and one of the most historic places in the province. So one of the oldest places uh, with the old Hudson Bay trading and all and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's another festival to look out for, I guess, if people are looking for things. But uh, I, I feel like like they're kind of small scale right now, but I feel like they're going to grow and, and kind of go the way of bigger festivals in the province. If any festival up here would, that's one I feel like might kind of well, that, that's the nice thing about a, a a festival that's built and curated really well too is that it can it can out i don't want to say outgrow its location but i think you know what i mean by that you know yeah. it, people will fly in for the right festival that they want oh, experiential yeah. Yeah. um opportunities and i mean to be able to go to a cool festival in a beautiful part of labrador yeah in the summertime as yeah, long as you sure. can steer clear of the black flies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at uh, look at Trails, Tales, Tunes in Norris Point. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the most amazing festivals I was ever at. And uh, you wouldn't expect it, you know what I mean? It's in this little tiny place, but man, yeah. what a what a great uh, experience. Or writers at Woody Point, too. I mean, they bring yeah. in national and international level talent on the, you know, the literature and the music fronts. Absolutely, um, yeah you can do it if you if you build it the right way and people will come and especially if you've got a supportive base locally and that doesn't yeah. need to be huge either you know if you've got yeah. a couple of hundred or thousand or more people who will come locally to support a thing and people will fly in from out of province to attend it yeah. it's like yeah yeah For so sure, man. just yeah. to circle back you know you mentioned that you had spent some time in on the island 
part of the province and in Charlottetown. What, what informed the decision to move back to Labrador for you? Uh, it wasn't, uh, it just kind of happened. Uh, so like I said, I was living in Charlottetown in, in PEI and uh, we were playing there and playing around. And the, my current, my wife uh, now, we met not long before I moved to uh, PEI and she had a job here in Labrador teaching. So she had a real job. <laughs> my, my, wife has, my wife has a real job too. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when I was, uh, when I was in PEI, I started, I was working construction and I had worked construction before, but I, I didn't have a trade or anything. And uh, yeah, basically I got sick of being broke and having to choose between what build a bay and this sort of thing. Cause yeah. it was, we weren't making much there for a while and, and even what we were working at and stuff. Uh, so I decided to uh, apply to trade school and in doing so I, I got into electrical here in Goose Bay. So I moved back here and I didn't really know what I was going to do after that, but the band kind of split ways in any way. Like I left and then uh, I don't know, I think it just kind of dwindled uh, after a little while. Yeah. And uh, my wife here, we stayed together and I ended up working at, getting my journeyman in electrical and I worked at that for a number of years and kind of got out of the arts in a big way, like still playing a bit, yeah. but not, not to the same extent. Uh, so yeah, just kind of happened. I don't know. And yeah. then, then after I got my journeyman, uh, well not, well before that happened, the band started playing. So we we're starting new stuff with that again. Uh, then I, I ended up, start getting the music festival up here going again like a rotary type festival it wasn't rotary but that sort of thing uh yeah i, cheer I cheered that for a couple years i started slowly getting more and more involved in the arts again uh creative arts fest got out involved with that committee and stuff again uh and then uh yeah the boys all slowly moved back here and then uh, i got my journeyman and the job came up at the theater and uh, I, I applied on it i didn't know like, i was nervous about it i had a <laughs> good steady job and everything yeah and uh yeah i got offered the job and went for it and things just you know I, i've always like i that's i studied music in university and i've always been very involved in the arts my whole life growing up it's kind of it's always been what i wanted to do and i yeah and i kind of veered away from it for a little while and just kind of not trying to just kind of slowly found my way back there and, yeah how do you think now about um or how do you how do you find the balance of having you know, a job, a proper job in the arts and working as, sorry, I shouldn't frame it that way. Um, but you know what I mean? Like a, a, I do, yeah. a day job, a day job in the arts uh, and working as an artist. You know, how do you find the balance of those two things? And can you envision um, sort of foregoing the safety of a day job in favor of pursuing the artist thing more full time? Or do you like being able to sort of have, have the day job support the artistic pursuits? yeah that's a that's an interesting question and, and uh tough in a way i guess but uh the balance is pretty good like you know i i feel like my job at the lawrence o'brien center has taught me more about the right things to do as an artist in right. the industry than i probably would have ever learned on my own anyway so and like i mentioned before grant writing like yeah, really learn how to write <laughs> grants. And that's a, that's a huge part of my job. And it's, and it's done a lot for the band as well. You know, like there's a lot of stuff we've been able to do that we've never been at, would never be able to do living in Labrador without grants. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's helped me a ton uh, being an artist, being in the job that I'm in. And it's also quite flexible. Like uh, 
we're, we close down in the summer because uh, not much goes on here. We've tried operating in the summer and we just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem feasible uh, right. at this point. So I've got a good bit of time off too. And uh, yeah, as long as if there's shows happening too, as long as uh, techs are lined up and the right people are lined up to make the show happen, I can usually get out of town if I need to, or, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, yeah. it is quite flexible, but, I don't know if, uh, you know, I, with the band, we're not in a position at all to give up our day jobs right now either. That's fair. Know? Yeah. Mostly, most of the money we make in the band goes back into the band because the cost of getting out of here anytime we want to is so high. And basically, we do it for free, but it allows us to travel and do things we want and you know basically it's paying for itself <laughs> i think that's true for a lot of people you know and i think that's a, a, a that's a almost a fortunate position to be in in a way you know if the yeah. if you're making enough money to be able to reinvest in the project and continue yeah. to operate the way you want to yeah you know that's excellent um, yeah for sure yeah and you've mentioned grants now a couple of times so for a new or emerging folks who might be listening or watching who maybe don't know what are some of the the more important grant granting grant funding organizations or grant sure. programs that they should be thinking about accessing in the sure. province uh yeah so uh the two biggest ones i guess uh arts and l of course and and music and l are both great organizations provincially for for grants and i i guess i i would really recommend if you can if you ever have the opportunity and i i learned a lot from this myself uh to be a juror on mm. one of these grant uh, uh, deadline uh, applications or whatever. If you if you can be on the jury, you'll you'll get a lot of insight into what they're looking for. Uh, and I guess like not to get into all the specific grants that different groups do, but uh, I guess part of it I, I think is is being able to read between the lines and see what they actually are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? In a way, like uh, certain grants, certain organizations are looking for more. Okay, what culturally are you doing here or what biz you know business minded are you you know so it's figuring out what exactly you're looking for and if, if you can get on the inside a bit and uh be a juror or even you know just call and ask questions but it's you can not to say change what your project is but you most projects can fit into criteria if you angle things in different ways uh you know what i mean so it's not necessarily that you're changing what you're doing or what the project is but okay, if we look at it this way, yeah, we're hitting on culture here because we're doing this and that. So yeah. sometimes it's just about looking at what you're doing in, in a different light and uh, maybe even have a different set of eyes, look at it and think about it with you Not, sometimes. You know. I think that's good advice. I mean, to speak in your grant applications, to speak to the program guidelines of whatever program that you're applying for. Yeah. I mean, that's just like, that's, they want to know how you fit their program. Exactly. Um, and it's and like you said, it's not a matter of changing what you're doing. It's just how does this actually fit mm -hmm. within this program that I'm applying for, and making sure that you explicitly address, you know, if they have fixed criteria that they want you to meet, there should be a clear sentence or paragraph or you know section in your in your grant application that addresses each of those criteria. Yeah. And ideally, even in, in the order that they're mentioned in the guidelines, Absolutely. like I've Absolutely. got A and I've got B and I've got C. So Absolutely. can I please have some of this money? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And, and I, like I said, I've, I've been a uh, juror on several different uh, 
grant programs and stuff before. And yeah, if you, if you have your like assessment sheet and you can go through an application as you're going through, just like you said, and it's like, how does this present artistic merit? And the, it basically fills in the blanks for you. Yeah. If they can do that for a juror, it's like bingo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important. I think to do your homework on, on what it is they want. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, thinking about the, the the current situation we're in, whether it's from the perspective of you know the Lawrence O'Brien Center or Silver Wolf Band as an artistic project, are, are you doing anything to sort of adapt to pandemic times in terms of you know virtual stuff or otherwise? Yeah, uh, we are. Uh, as you know, I guess, and everyone knows, things are constantly changing and evolving. Yeah, so it's kind of moving. It's kind of a moving target, but. Uh, yeah, we were fortunate enough this year at the theater to, uh, we had some funding through ACOA and uh, TCII to uh, obtain a bunch of new equipment and gear, which was great. So we had a lot of lighting and sound upgrades and this sort of thing. Yeah. And, and along with that, we didn't plan it this way, but it just kind of happened. We got a bunch of new video equipment and video editing and, nice. and uh, basically a pretty decent setup to be able to do digital uh footage or digital shows and this sort of thing so it just kind of lined up and uh we we did the first one we did a little while back so the town usually has a big canada day celebration and this sort of thing and so they approached us uh wanting to do a, a digital canada day so that was the first event we did through the theater yeah and they had they put it out to different local performers to kind of submit uh expression of interest <coughs> excuse me or reply this <coughs> excuse me Mm -hmm. uh, this sort of thing uh yeah and we just recorded it all at the theater it was a pre-recorded thing uh yeah and the band we are we're we were going to play folk fest this summer so we're going to be part of their digital uh folk fest series. right on and we did a uh we played national indigenous people's day uh part of first light uh, in st john's so yeah we're doing some stuff and the theater we're kind of we're not sure we're, we're hoping to open in september and right now it's maximum 50 people i don't know if they'll change or not but we might do a mix of digital and audience we might right we've been thinking about a number of things we might even do in terms of like i said we're, we do a lot of community outreach and this sort of thing we might uh we've talked about doing like paint nights in the lobby with people spaced out enough and also offer it on online and i don't know right 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 we're going to try to do some community stuff, but uh, exactly what we're not sure, but yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're talking about it and we're experimenting for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, the live streaming stuff, the digital stuff will form an ongoing part of your service offerings even after the pandemic? Like, is that part of why you were getting that, um, that equipment and that, that gear and the software installed? Uh, somewhat. And, and it probably will more so than we had planned for it to now. Right. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think it will ever take over the live experience, of course. It's, no. Uh, it's a different thing entirely. But, uh, yeah, we kind of did it because some of the local groups, dance companies and theater, this and that, they've often hired people to come in and, and record the event. And it's been difficult with their equipment and ours and, and figuring out where they're going to be and how it's all going to work. So, over time, I said, you know, why don't we get some of this equipment in-house so we can do this ourselves? So we, it's all part of our system and we know how it works. And, and so it, basically to make things a little simpler for community groups doing that is why we got into it, I guess. And 
yeah, it's just evolved because of the whole global situation, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Matt, but maybe a couple of questions just to sort of close off with some final thoughts, if that's if that's cool with you. Yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Um, so just in terms of your experience of the music industry in Newfoundland and Labrador, what, what do you think that we do really well in the industry here? And, and where do you think we could make improvements in the way the, the music industry operates in the province? Sure. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton of uh, great musicians, obviously, in the province and acts and artists. Uh, and I like for me, I might and I probably through this whole interview, I'll speak more from a Labrador perspective uh, than Newfoundland. So I yeah, don't know. That's fine. I, yeah. Okay, cool. I was gonna say, I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. No, so. no. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> but, great. <laughs> but you know, for me up here, obviously I, what's going on in St. John's is kind of far reaching or, or we don't necessarily know, but I, I think for Labrador uh, and for those organizations like arts NL and music NL, they're great. And, and we, I don't know what we would do without them. Both yeah. the, the, myself as uh, part of Silver Wolf Band and also some funding the theater gets from uh, government and this sort of thing. But uh, the challenges up here, I think, are different. So I think there needs to be more on the ground supports here. Like there's no, there used to be a Labrador Arts and L office here. There, and now there is none. And just that sort of thing. I think artists here a lot of times don't know where to start, but the there's, they don't have the resources here. You know what I mean? They're right. so far detached from them. So specifically for Labrador, I think that is something that could improve to help build up artists here and build the industry here. There's a lot of very talented people here, but it's, it's hard to get going with it when you don't know where to start, I guess. And uh, I know the programs are available for, for Labradorians, but like I said, I, I feel a lot of times they just, it seems far reaching because the, the they don't know where to start i think yeah yeah interesting yeah but all, um, i guess or sorry go ahead no no you go ahead yeah i, th I think i lost my train of thought anyway. <laughs> that's all right that's all right uh, maybe just one question then to to, to clue up with you silly fun one um since we're doing a lot of these zoom calls if if you could zoom have a one hour zoom chat with any you know artist or musician alive today who who would it be and why yeah, uh, hard to pick one, I guess. I don't know. I, initially, when I, I saw that, because you sent the questions there, uh, I, I was thinking Joel Plaskett, because uh, I'm a big fan of Joel. And uh, he's been here a couple times, and I, I've met him in, uh, a few times. And he just seems like a super nice guy and great songwriter. So he might be one. But also then after, I thought, uh, uh, I think he's still alive, for sure. Uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne Shorter, one of my favorite uh, right on. jazz musicians and he's even uh, uh, he's like in his 80s or something man and he's still killing, <laughs> still killing it and still putting out albums that are like getting uh through downbeat like uh readers poll number one and shit and uh, yeah still torn so i don't know and he seems to have like a crazy philosophy on life and all this so Maybe one of those two, or combo of both of them. <laughs> Get them both on the same call. <laughs> Do a little conference call. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah, right on. Well, thanks so much for making the time, Matt. I'll uh, I'll I'll sign off sort of officially here. I'll I'll stop the recording and then we can uh, do the the offline goodbye. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Nigel. All right. Thanks, buddy.